This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday Week. The Sheffield Wednesday Fan Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday week, the Sheffield Wednesday Podcast, made possible by our lovely and dear friends at the Riverside Cafe on Catchbar Lane, where Belgian blue is still going strong. Hey, still Christmas, isn't it? Uh, right, I'm James, one of a trio of crackpot Wednesdayites. No, I don't know where I'm going with that. Um, there's three of us. I'm one. Victoria is another. Hello. Hiya, yeah, all right. I'm not on the Belgian blue obs. I had um I can just just to inform you, the Riverside Cafe sell an alcohol free Erdinger, which is awful. Yeah, I've um, heard it's awful from a few people. Yeah. But they sell Bex Blue, and Bex Blue's fine. That tastes like beer. Like that's fine. Erdinger, horrible. Well, not long to go now. What is it? Another week and a bit? Another week. Another week and a bit. Fulham uh, not Fulham away. Why do I keep saying that? Ipswich away. That's that's my moment. That's that's your that's your target. Oh, it's like a Martin McCutcheon moment. That's it. That's where I'm going. Um, and please also welcome back the artist formerly known as Dicky Owl, now known as Dicky Face. It's Rich. Hi there. How you doing? Um, did, you, uh, did you like that? Delighted to be back. And 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 Belgian blues great through a straw when you've got a, a face that's a bit droopy. We need to explain this though, because this won't mean anything. Because you've you've kind of been away for a little while, um, yeah, yeah. but with, with good reason. I, I, I wanted. To, I was getting bored of being negative about Wednesday, and it just it was doing me head in. And I've actually started to enjoy it again for 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 a few different reasons, not just because because Joss has gone, but for a few different reasons. And I'm gonna I'm gonna match with my my proper mates again, which is good, and I'm having a good time with them. So we're having a and yeah, and then I got I got a then you faced a lot. Face, my face. I got a paralyzed right hand side of my face, uh, <laughs> and yeah, it was making me slobber. So I was due to come back two weeks ago, but then I just couldn't. I was slobbering whenever I was drinking, and that's why I ended up drinking <laughs> Belgian blue through a straw in the Riverside. I had to go out for lunch with him, James. It was awful. 
It was yeah, like, like it was like on. I was being paid eight pounds something an hour. Who was the one that actually spilt down themselves? Yeah, that's true. No, I did. Me. I thought like it wasn't me. Oh dear! Oh, it, it, it was like sat with somebody special. <laughs> <laughs> we having like a competition as to who could look the silliest. He was all moaning about it. And the next thing I was just chatting away and just threw Diet Coke, just literally didn't even have a straw, just threw it down myself. I don't know what was going on. It was lunchtime. I was driving. It's dry January. I was on Diet Coke. There are so many reasons why that shouldn't have happened. But yeah, it did. Um, yeah. And then, and then also, Rich, I mentioned it the other week. I don't know if you've heard, but then we had the looting game at home. Mm -hmm. And you ended up with the pleasure of sitting next to me out of every other seat yeah, that in the was, ground. That, that was a bit random, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, I turned up and I'm like, what are you doing sat there? It's my seat. This is mine. So, yeah, that was a bit <laughs> random. But, yeah. I was the one seat that had broken up your group. <laughs> yeah, I did ask him, don't put me next to Vic. And, you know, it must be. <laughs> <laughs> Most people do, Paul. Yeah. Right then, let's, um, let's talk about a bit of football. Um, and, well, let's let's rewind then to... Um, two o'clock Saturday. I'm drinking Belgian blue with my actual mouth. Rich, you're drinking Belgian blue through your straw. Not, not Dick, through a straw drinking... this weekend. I managed. I managed without a straw this weekend. I managed oh, to just. Oh pour right, it, back to pour it we, down we were both drinking rather than down my face. Yeah, yeah. Very good. <laughs> so we're both drinking Belgian blue in the normal way. Yeah. Uh, Vic drinking a weird Erdinger soil beer yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, team news comes out and Westwood. Hutch back in the team, Westwood. along with Matthias also back in the team. Um, any surprises, Rich? What were you no, kind of thinking when the team came out? Do you know what? It's actually nice to have a look at. See, I was getting to a point where I was I was getting upset before the game. Looking at the team sheet, I'm like, oh my god, why are we playing these players? Why are they playing these? But actually, for the last kind of couple of months or so, I've looked at the team sheet and thought, yeah, that's all right. I'm happy with that, and that's exactly how I felt on on Saturday. Looked at it, yeah, that's fine. Put it down. Don't worry about it. Don't mump about it. Just carry on with your conversation and pouring Belgian blue down my face. Job to good. <laughs> good stuff. Um, all right, so Vic, uh, let's chat a bit about the first half because it was uh, it were a little bit on the slow side. First half was it as bad as everybody's making out though? Really, was it? I mean, well, it, no, it wasn't, was it? You're right. It wasn't. It wasn't awful. It wasn't great. But honestly, the people that were moaning at half time, even Andy and Rich that I go and stand with, I was like, for Christ's sake, this isn't anywhere near as bad as we're used to, and we've still not got old Stevie B in charge. So I, I quite enjoyed myself. I had a lovely day. I had a lovely day, James, and I, you know, I got out of house, and that's what matters, really. Aww. Um. Yeah, but is no, this, I, I, is I this what happens fine. to you when you don't have beer? Yeah, you have a lovely time. I have a lovely time. Um, was mm. the problem in the first half not the fact that Wigan were clearly there for the taking? Um, and we, we just, just we couldn't, couldn't it, could we, we? we were knocking the ball around in tiny little kind of circles and triangles and just we've started, not really going anywhere. We've started doing something, Barry Bannon more than anybody, but since Yoss left, we've started doing this one-touch passing. And sometimes it works and it looks unbelievable. Like sometimes someone will just get a ball and just quickly, poof, and it'll go 30 yards straight across to Liam Palmer or whatever. But also it'll occasionally just hit a midfielder in the face or whatever else. So it, it, it does work, but we're also not quite Barcelona yet. 
And I don't really, it's as if like there's no in between. There's no one touch pass or, you know, control and think about it and then pass the ball. It just seems to be this, <laughs> I hate, it. Stuart Grayfay, there's a lot of tippy tappy football going on. Um, and it, yeah, it was just, they were there for the taking, like you said. Westwood might as well not have even been there first half. It could have been like the rest of the season. But it it was it wasn't that bad. I'm sorry. I hate to be a bit positive about this. Dan I Fudge agree. I agree with you, Vic. Dan Fudge I, I will be, enjoy- he'll be screaming at his phone listening to this. I quite you. enjoyed. I, I quite enjoyed the game on Saturday. It was kind of. I don't think we've got another gear at the minute. I think it's in there, but it's not. It's it's not kicking in at the minute. I'm, I saw something on the way out about, you know, eradication and stuff like that. And and there are at least three or more teams much worse than us. And that makes me feel that we're not going to have any worries about, you know, a relegation dogfight. We're just going to end up finishing mid-table, whether that be between 10th and 16th or 17th, whatever. Um, but I, I'm kind of, I'm happy with it a minute because we've we've seen a lot, lot worse this season. We have, and, and recently it's been all right. I think the, 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 the Luton... The first game was Prance, uh, and then losing away at uh, where did we lose? And I'm escaping me right now. Wherever we lost the uh, last away game, Hull. Yes, it was it was very poor. But I thought we were right on Saturday, and I was I was happy walking out. I walked out with a smile on my face. So you know, I know. I think it's just lowering your expectations sometimes, and just just taking it on board and enjoy good in the match, having a good time, having a few beers, and then just just up the football. You know makes you smile a little bit more. Would it be fair to refer to Saturday as being kind of a functional win? You know, we just yeah. kind of did what we had to do to get yeah, yeah. three points out of that game. With, without, upping that, that, without upping that gear. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. I mean, you, you don't get any more points for winning a game 5-0 than you do winning a game 1-0. Um, <clears throat> it's worth noting, we're, you know, we're, on, we're, we're going to be going into um, February having not won a game by more than one um, goal yet this season. Now that doesn't, as I said, it doesn't really matter. Um, it's just we, we that that kind of stepping up a gear that you talk about there, Rich. I, we mm. just don't seem to have it. I, you know, no. not, no, we, we, we it haven't at the minute. I, I don't think we have got that stepping up a gear. And while I'd love to see you know three and four goals every game and as, as actually making it safe and not doing it the Wednesday way, um, I'll I'll take one nils all day long. If you give me one nil win every game, I'll take it. You know. Um, it's a transitional season, I think, is a, is a good term to use right now. And we've just got to see this season out and um, and then hopefully see how next season you know develops. Okay. Yep. Um, let's talk about a, a couple of individual performances. Um, some players that, that, that kind of shone a bit on um, Saturday, maybe a couple that maybe didn't seem to, um, certainly in the first half, perform as well. Um, uh, Vic... <sighs> What what's your take on we obviously we've seen George Boyd back in the team for a few games now. Now he's certainly put in a couple of good performances and then maybe a couple of games where he's not quite made as much of an impact. What what do you kind of make of him on Saturday? What are you kind of making generally to, to Boyd being in the team at the moment? I think there's is it just before I start here, is it George Boyd that's got the funny eye like me? I believe it is, yeah. yes. So there were there were a couple of points over the last few weeks that and like I live this life, George. If you want to talk about it, babe, I'm also blind in one eye. Um, but the, <laughs> there are some points that I genuinely, because I know how life is in that situation, if that makes sense, I completely understand where things have gone wrong or whatever. Um, but there were 
there were so many points on Saturday that people were picking on him or shouting at him. And I thought, do you know what? He's actually, I think in the last three or four games, bar Hull, was it Hull? Yeah, Hull. He yeah. was a bit, yeah. bit wank, wasn't he? Let's be honest. But weren't we all? <laughs> um, yeah, weren't yeah. But I, I honestly think he's coming into his own. He's showing, I mean, there were stats beforehand. I think it was Joe Kranz shared some stats about the fact that he's like, he covers so much grass and whatever else when he's playing and he completes so many passes. And we were like, Ooh, George Boyd, are you kidding? And actually, I get it now. There were a couple of points on Saturday that the ball came over his head from like what from the right hand side, I think it was, and he seemed to be quite confused as to where it had gone. And I know to a lot of people in the stand, people are like, "What the fuck are you doing? How can you not see the ball?" Do you know what? When you can't see out of one eye, it's pretty fucking difficult to see something coming and landing over your head. So I kind of. I, I, I feel like we have a bond. I feel like if I didn't pluck my beard, we'd look exactly the same, <laughs> uh, which we would. <laughs> if, if, me you mean James, you recently. if me and James had a baby, it would be George Boyd. Like, can you imagine? Um, but no, I, I, I feel I for I him. Feel about that. Why? I've got it's the long hair, you've got the beard. We're both yeah, not I don't think that's long that's long I don't think that's what James is worried about. Uh, <laughs> it's happening, babe. Um, but no, I, I do really feel I think he's made a career out of something that could have, you know, I could have a blue badge if I wanted to. He's playing for football. Happy days. Go, George. Okay. Um, Rich, right? Here's some things at the moment that are really yeah. fashionable. Okay. okay. Uh, using the phrase living your best life, that's really trendy. Everyone's doing that. Is it? Uh, posting. Okay. Yeah, 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 that's the thing. Yeah. Um, posting okay. the ten-year challenge on social media—that's oh, yeah. really fashionable at the moment. Mm. Uh, and talking about how good Morgan Fox is—that seems to be very fashionable as well that, at the that moment. That is quite worrying, isn't it? But yeah, I, I must admit, I think going back to the—I think it was a Birmingham game—and uh, just to cut, I thought it was that game that um, that the both him and him and Palmer seem to have actually kind of uh, settled in finally and. I, don't, I can't, I can't fault them at the minute. And same with Boyd. I thought Boyd against Birmingham had his best game for the club, without a doubt. Um, and yeah. and since that, they, they've all been pretty steady. Edison, I think, probably because they've had a bit of trust put in them. We've got a, a settle back four. We're not dropping somebody when they get um, when they get the player of the, the the month or whatever man of the month, or they get dropped. Um, it, I just think it's kind of but Fox. He's yes, I, I can't knock him at the minute at all. He just seems to be playing it. Steady Eddie, and I think having a little bit of faith in him from the people, you know, um, Bullen and Agnew, and uh, and obviously Bruce will have a say in it as well. Uh, he's obviously paying benefits for 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 him and and for us. Yeah, Yoss going does seem to have made a difference to Fox, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely, almost overnight, he does seem to be playing with a bit more assurance, certainly with more confidence it, um, it's almost like, you know, and, when and people... he actually he looked like a footballer now because he looked like a nervous yeah. wreck didn't he before he just looked I, like I a think mess. I think it was hard for him playing in front of the Wednesday fans as well because he, he, he was getting absolutely berated I remember one game him and both him and yeah, Palmer well. getting from both sides of the ground and that must be awful to have to play in the thing know, is um... though it was a bit like you know like when they were with Joss and there's quite a few of them that are quite similar with this and it's a bit of a dodgy analogy, and excuse the Meadow Hall mention again, I'm not sponsored by Meadow Hall, but you know when people take a toddler around Meadow Hall on those, like, lead things? Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you walk your kid like you would a dog. 
around Meadow Hall. It's right. almost as if someone's cut them on Morgan. You mean rains? Yeah, rains. rains All right. Oh, whatever. I don't have children. <laughs> yeah, my dog. It's but, like, you know when people do that? And it, with Morgan Fox, it was almost like he always got so far and then wasn't allowed to go into that extra quarter of the pitch. It was like there was constantly, like, a barrier, whether he'd been told that he shouldn't go past there or whatever. And now he risks it because... And it also, it must come back as well to the fact that we've got Sammy Hutch back in the side, who is that person that can drop back and can cover if needed. But it does feel like... I feel like the abuse for Fox was... I mean, it's always... I think it's always out of place, to be honest, the amount of abuse he got, no matter what he'd done. Um, but I do think now it's been proven more so than ever that actually it was the managerial style. He was being held back, yeah, physically absolutely. held back. Yeah. Um, I want to give a bit of a um, a kind of a, a special mention, I guess, kind of um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, where you don't quite win the award, you get a, come on, there's a phrase. What is it? Like recognition, like a, um, I don't know where to a distinction. Anyway. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, I thought Zhao was quite good when he came on. That, that was all I was trying to get at there. Um, I thought that that Zhao, he's kind of this sort of Jekyll and Hyde character, isn't he? And we we all know this that you, you, we've both seen different Lucas Zhao's play, but I thought the one on Saturday looked really good, and um, you know, it, so it, much it, potential in there. It, it, it it changed the game, didn't it? I think him just being on, it just suddenly we had more impetus. We, you know, he 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 was playing in that sort of when he's in that form that he could just he could have you know, beat any man on 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 that day uh, on Saturday. But um, I, I've got to say, I mean, how good was Stephen Fletcher on Saturday? I just Absolutely he was fantastic, yeah, just superb. And um, we've talked plenty of times, haven't we, about just how. Uh, how how good how yeah how good a footballer he is and the experience that he's got and how he uses that and and he also uses it uh, you know in conjunction with the stuff that he's good at and and the stuff that he's not very good at um to 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 just kind of you know develop and 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 use the the qualities and the skills that he's got to the to the very best and um he, he's not the kind of player that you kind of put down as someone picking up the ball on halfway running with it and sticking a 25 yarder in the back of the net. I don't think he's done that for many years, uh, but no. he certainly did it on um, on Saturday and it was well-deserved. And I mean, just what a cracking goal that was. It was brilliant, wasn't it? I think the key to Fletcher is um, it, we're never going to get 20 goals a season out of him at, at all. He does that holding up that... Um, he's a front man. He's, he's almost a, a big man. man. He's almost a big man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he, he needs somebody to side of him with lightning pace. And I think the one nils will turn into two nils and, and three nils. Um, but it, I, no, don't knock him at all. He had, he, I thought he had a fantastic game. Um, and it, it's it's good that we're picking out players that we haven't picked out for a while, you know, like the, the Foxes, the Palmers, Boyds, Fletchers, that we haven't for ages said, oh, they've had a really good game, but we're saying it kind of week in, week out at the minute. I must admit, I remember a while ago, like we were talking, I don't know if you were on, Rich, or whatever, but if your face had fell off. Um, but me and James were saying before about how he, he is literally the most intelligent player in that team by a mile. Like, because he just, he knows how to make space for other people. He knows how to drop out of space. And do you know what? If you if you point it out to people, they suddenly realise it and go, oh my God, yeah, you're right. He's He's actually... He's just created all that space for Zhao to run through or whatever. And I think his best partnership for me at Hillsborough will always be him and Hooper. Uh, whether that'll ever happen again, who knows? But he's just, he's one of those players that, well, 
that's your 40 grand a week right there, isn't it? 40k a week, 40k a week, that. Okay, um, so yeah, so three points then on Saturday against uh, Wigan, a game that on paper before the match, I think we'd all have said, look, it's just we just need to get three points from, from this. We're going into this series of games in the league where um, they're, they're kind of scrappy games against the teams that are generally either be, just below us or you know round about where we are in the table. So um, yeah, a very welcome three points. Uh, what else is going on? So we've talked a bit about um, Lucas Shout. So he got uh, the goal of the month for December, which was his goal at Blackburn, uh, which when when this kind of all came out this week, I, I kind of remember thinking, God, Blackburn was about four years ago. It feels like that long ago, that game. It really it just feels like a different lifetime ago because it was one of those games where we were just shocking and didn't really um, didn't really turn up. Uh, but Lucas out winning uh, goal of the month, our third goal of the month of the season in the, uh, in the championship. I mean, this is a bit like the playoff season where we're kind of, we're winning goal of the month. We're just, you know, we're not... We're not in the top six, but apart from that, you know, it's it's kind of great, this, isn't it? Um, you, you'll have heard the stats about us being in kind of, you know, the top four teams in Europe for scoring goals outside of the um, outside of the box. We're getting something right, aren't we? Yeah, it, it's kind of, yeah, we are, we are. It's not completely there at the minute. I guess I think we know that, but it's. Um... It, it, it's something better than nothing, and like I said, there are, there's worse teams than us out there right now. Um, that, that means we'll we'll be all right, I think. Um, but yeah, it's kind of it's better to watch than it was however long ago Yoss went, beginning of December, or it wasn't end of, end of December, wasn't it? Um, it? It's better to watch now, without a doubt. Um, and it's moments of brilliance, and I guess that's why people like Jao play for us, and they don't play in the Premier League um, because they're not. They don't do it week in, week out. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. Uh, right, okay, Rich, you're going to like this now because for the first time in a long time, we're about to enter somewhere. Can you guess where we're about to enter? What, what, the Rumor Lounge. The Rumor Lounge. The Rumor Lounge. The Rumor Lounge. Uh, I'll tell you what, though, it's a bit bare. Wow. There's not a lot going on in it. <laughs> and there it, isn't, um, is there? <laughs> no. Um, Who's leading it? That's the problem. Well, uh, there's there's not a great deal of rumours there either, to be honest. The rumour lounge is, is is threadbare, to be honest. So, uh, Nitskin Skabado from uh, Kebab... Kebab... Oh, I can't Cabanos. say it. Nah, sausage. <laughs> I can't... I, I just, I don't know. on London Road. can't say his surname. Kebabo, is that right? Anyway. I'll um, go with that. that. It works. Yeah. It will do. Um, from Fulham was Fulham. was strongly yeah. rumoured on loan about a week ago, um, although it seems to have just kind of quieted off a bit because I think he was on the bench he, for Fulham. He, he on came off the bench and played on the last 10, 15, 20 minutes, something like that, on uh, whatever day it was. Sunday, right. was it? He played Tottenham. That yeah, doesn't I, I, sound I, I like the Sunday. kind of player. Yeah, but he's not about he to go out on loan if he's coming off the bench. I was watching that right. game and, it, and he right, didn't. lost. <laughs> it, yeah, he didn't stand out, I'll be honest. But, you know, in 15 minutes, so, you know, I'm not going to hold that against him, but it, we need pace. And if he's got pace, then yeah, give him a try. True. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that is literally all I've got in the rumour lounge. Have There's I nothing. Two, I, had, uh, heard, I had a look on news now today, and it's 
There's a load of they're making it. Has anyone heard about that Terry Henfleet or <laughs> again? Terry Henfleet. <laughs> are, we off, are we on for him again? Old in from Stoke days. Academy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about forty-seven now. We're the only kind of stuff rumours you get is from that HITC website. It was just they're just making stuff up just to get it's clickbait, yeah. absolute clickbait. And um, apart from that, there's nothing else. There's no the kind of rumours of you know. That Swedish defender, I can't remember the name of off the top. Um, um, was yeah, really no, you mean. That. Yeah, um, and then there was, another, there was a German defender I thought I read a couple of days ago, but apart from that, they, obviously they, they're not memorable. I forgot their names already. So, <laughs> um, all right, I'll tell you what's a little bit busier than the rumor lounge is the injury lounge, uh, which has been jam packed for about three years now. Um, so we had three a, a years. You've not been able to get in for 20 years as a waiting list. <laughs> well, that's just getting past Ben Marshall having his, uh, his medical, that. Is he back? So we know that um, Gary Hooper is, uh, is he back doing some light training, did it did it say? And uh, Kieran Lee, though, has had an had injury setback. Yeah. setback, yeah. yeah. Kieran Lee, yeah. Uh, Really yeah, yeah, I mean, we've we've we talked over the both these far loads of times, and um, I mean, the back of my head says maybe, maybe Hooper towards the back end of the season, couple of yeah. like appearances off the bench is not out of the realm of possibility. I'd love Hooper back. I would absolutely I love sh- it. With with Kieran Lee, I just can't see a scenario here other than him having to retire at the end of the season because he's just setback after setback and. Even if he, even if he does manage to come through it, you like, is he going to be the same player? It's, it's so hard to say. Well, I mean, it? he's he's the same age as me, isn't he? So he's thirty-one this year, and I think if you're still out for most of the season at a time at that age, is it time to start doing like your UA for Badgers? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just you know, thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two for a midfielder is getting on a bit for a midfielder like Kieran Lee, isn't it? Um, you know, your Sammy Hutchinsons can go on probably a few years longer. Uh, your Lee Bullens can go on and then move back to centre-half. Um, but I think with Kieran Lee, I just... Oof, for me, he's a lot of money. He's an outlay that we're not necessarily seeing much benefit from. And it pains me to say it, it really, really does. It really... It's awful. I'd, I'd love to see them back in, but again, again, we'd love to see Waddle and Sheridan back in, won't we? But, but they're not going to do the job either because they're too old. So you know, it's. I, I just think maybe we've we've had a day with those two guys. Unfortunately, I, I say I think Hooper maybe the end of the season might get a contract, but but Lee, I don't see, don't see coming back. Unfortunately, um, and like I said, they're both out of contracts aren't they, at the end of the season. So, yep, yep. Um, uh, some more positive news. Um, Forestieri back in kind of light training, or was back in light training as of about a week ago. Um, there's been some talk apparently about whether or not told he might somebody. Be... Yeah. Well, apparently he was because he was at the club shop, wasn't he, the other day, like doing oh, he... other photos and it stuff was... in Middlehall. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, today. he told somebody he's back on Sunday. Was it today was there. Uh, no, no, it wasn't. No, today was Cameron Dawson. We'll get you, you stalker. Um, <laughs> and it, it was just knew you was last Wednesday, but I just couldn't get the time. Do you know what? I, I, um, I asked the kids if they wanted to go to Meadowall straight from school and go see Newey, and, and, and Reese went, why would I want to see him for? There we oh, go. Well, that is a problem with your parenting, Rich. That's not my it, issue. It's not. He's a, he's a very astute <laughs> little man, I'll tell you. That's what he is. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, so he apparently told somebody that he is back for Sunday and he will be in the squad. So, mm. and there were three or four people that said that who had photos with him. And maybe he's doing a bit of a hutch. I don't, I don't know, but I'd love to. Oh, can you imagine? Can you? Can we all just? Oh no, we'll get on to that in a minute. Well, but yeah. remember when we beat Arsenal at home? All right, well, we will get on to um, Chelsea in a bit. Two other bits of news to talk about. Um, I'm going to do the one that I know will go down well first, right? So this is the positive news. Uh, and it's something we've talked about loads, but it gives us an opportunity to just kind of dwell on this for a little bit longer because um, I, I think it's great that they've done this. So um, a couple of days ago, all Wednesday, which obviously came out on DVD in time for Christmas, uh, yeah. publicly released on the club's YouTube channel so that Wednesday nights around the world, and we know we've got fans in, you name the country, we'll have got you know some fans that are based there who've um, either not been able to get hold of the DVD for whatever reason or, 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 or whatever. But you know this kind of opens it up to every wednesday fan in every part of the world who can um who can now watch what you know we obviously have of of we've all seen it a few times now uh what what is just a superb a superb piece of um uh, well just a superb piece of film you know it really is just a, a a fantastic film um so um yeah i mean universally good news that isn't it yeah, I've been talking about it today with a few a few mates in a, a, a kind of WhatsApp group we've got, and uh, one of them's seen it for the first time today, and he, he called it a real tear jerk and a real kind of um, a good piece of kind of work. And 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 literally the other guys that have I've not read them all yet, but they've they've all pretty much saying the same. You know, it's um, you know, and, and Matt's obviously a talented guy, so you can't you know we we, we can't speak highly enough of, of him and and, and all Wednesday it's all coming. I found it really interesting watching the comments of people on Twitter watching it for the first time because you kind of forget, you know, so the um, at the uh, at the showroom way back when, and 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 kind of um, that that feeling the first time that you watch that film, and suddenly all the crap and stuff of being a Wednesday fan, particularly this season, it just all becomes irrelevant. You just forget yeah, about it. Does. it, and it does yeah. it doesn't? It can't last forever. You know, reality sets back in, and you kind of think, oh yeah, but this season's been a bit crap, hasn't it, or whatever. But that kind of moment, you know, after just watching the film, and you just think, you know, there's more to it than flipping Yoslahukai not picking so and so, and all all the crap that we've kind of had this season. So it's it's great that everyone's kind of been able to to I, share I, in that, which is brilliant. I bought it for the kids at Christmas, and and we sat and watched it on. I think it was no, it's Christmas Day morning. Watched it with Reese um, and Riley. Well, both of them, to be fair. And I sat and blubbed worse than I had done the first two times. I, and I don't want it because I felt I could let go a bit more, not being in a room full of people, yeah, but it was yeah. just like at home. But I, I proper, just, it, you know, it was proper sobbing. I'm, I don't mind admitting that, but it proper. Riley thought I was a wuss and Reese was just uh, hugging me. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's, that's the difference between oh. the two kids. <laughs> but that's the thing, like we, as my family, like as you guys all know, because you know them all, we're all huge Wednesday fans. And it came to Christmas Day night, and obviously I bought it for our kid, our Harry, uh, and my uncle as like a joint birthday Christmas present, and uh, amongst other stuff. Like I d I'm not that tight. Um, but like I gave them that, and like we all gathered round at like I think it was like seven o'clock on Christmas Day, and. There was even Nanan, like Nanan's like 105, like she ain't got a clue that she was sat there and she knew bits that were coming up as well. Cause like my Nan, well, she's not 105, she's 88, 
But she was there through so much stuff she used to go to with my granddad. She was one of the people that went to the hospitals during um, the horrendous situation in 1989. She she took toothbrushes to people. She did all of that. She got to know people. Um, and it, it just, like, the whole thing just lifted us as a family. It was so lovely. And I, like, I'm going to have to buy it on DVD now So I just want to watch it, like, Whenever I'm in a bad mood and I'm just sat with the dog, aka most evenings. I was I about just, to say I most evenings. <laughs> <laughs> I used to I used to have this thing where I'd get drunk and watch the Hartlepool DVD. And I think maybe Matt Exton has taken over from that. Maybe it's gonna be that from now on. Brilliant. Okay. Um right, Vic. Uh how how's your brain at this time of the evening? Are you feeling quite quite clever, quite intelligent? Sober right now? and fresh. Brilliant. Okay, right. Here is your challenge. You've got 30 seconds to explain to us Club 1867. Go. Fuck off. Excellent. Do you know what? I've just opened up a new tab on Google Chrome. Absolutely no way. Right, so basically, all right, here we go. Basically, you can pay £550 per season to be a member of a club and if it works, you get a free season ticket in the Premier League. And if you get a new owner, they have to adhere to it. And you get a discount off your other ticket in the meantime. So basically, if you pay £500 a season now for your season ticket in the North, say 550 that means next season you'll save 5%. And if we ever go up, you'll get a freebie. Is that right? No? But it means that we'll get... Uh, I think that's near as damn yeah. it. Uh, yeah. 11 million quid in, in the meantime. You can pay like two, you can pay like two and a half grand, can't you, for, for five years? Oh, yeah, yeah. Three and a half grand for like whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, if you want to. Yeah, I, mean, three, I think the, the highest is, what is it, 3,200 for the the five year option in the South stand, which would mean you get 20% off your season tickets in the meantime until we get Brilliant. promoted to the Premier League and then you'd get five years um, in the Premier League. Who doesn't I, have that I, cash I, I lying this. around? Who doesn't? Well, all, I, I kind of think... What's wrong with all, all right, but what happens if we get promoted to the Premier League and then we get relegated again, like, same season? You, you only get one year of it. You've got to wait mm. another five years to claim the second year or what? <laughs> well, if, if you're bouncing um, it on this time, another 19 years. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. Um, yeah, exactly. Someone <laughs> earlier that go. 19 years <laughs> plus, should I say. <laughs> Um, I think it's fair to say it 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 is a tad complex, and there's a lot of because what what the, there's also the thing about how if you do it before the end of January, so if you do it in the next week, you get an extra two hundred and thirty priority points, uh, but you don't get that if you do it after the end. Uh, so between the end of January and the middle of February, where this closes, you don't get those points, but you can do it interest free. But you can only do that in the shop can't do it interest-free if you buy it online following all this yeah, yeah. absolutely making... not can we just have a little lie down <laughs> oh. it's, it's, think, it's confusing think... it's complicated and, and it's going to take i think it's going to take us all probably two or three days to fully kind of figure out what this is and whether or not it's something that that we're individually going to be interested in now i mean we all know the first scheme when it was announced was it was a flop it, it was a real flop like uh you know, almost comedy style. It, Five it, it people. Just, it, it so badly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just insane, isn't it? Five people. Um, 
when, when I, I had a good look through some of the reaction on Twitter earlier just to kind of try and get a bit of a gauge. Unsurprisingly, it was probably more negative than positive, but there were a few people that were quite positive about it. Now, whether or not they fully understood what it what it was, I, I don't know. I think they think that it's just kind of multi-year season tickets again, uh, or certainly a few of them just yeah. thought it was multi-year season tickets. They're like, oh, five, five years for this amount's not bad. And you're like, no, actually, you don't, you're still going to buy your season tickets in the meantime. On top um, of that, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, but rather than just kind of just just slagging it off for the sake of it, um, what are we? Uh, either of you seeing any anything positive about this, or, or or what? What are your kind of thoughts on it? How 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 are you kind of receiving this? Personally, I mean, it's it's not viable for me. Um, I, I've got enough on thinking now. I'm going to afford three season tickets come February March for me and the kids. Um, so it's not going to work for me. But. I, there's got to be some. There's got to be some kind of way that that charity to make some money, and this is his attempt at it. Um, I think let's just see how if if you can back it, back it. But if if you can't, then you know it's you're going to back with a season ticket. But my only worry is if it doesn't work, then it gets the thing gets pointed, at, and I don't want that to happen. It gets pointed at us because we haven't backed it. That's the my only worry about it. I want to try and be positive with this. I want to think right. Well, let, yeah, it's there. Let's just see how it goes. Let's see how it how it sells and see how it comes out in. You know, and I don't know what the minimum set I've never got to sell a minimum is, but the pops at the FAQs is um, is that they'll you know if they don't sell enough, they'll just scrap the scheme basically, uh, in so many words. So that that we'll, was interesting, we'll wasn't it? Because it, it it doesn't mm. mention anywhere what exactly that is. There's no figure no. Put, I, put on it. And I, so I doubt they tell I, us I mean, either if like, we asked them. No, prob- probably not. But you yeah. kind of think, well, is that is that kind of required number the amount to cover the FFP? black hole because that's you know, that that would involve pr- pretty much every fan buying into this um it's it's a lot of money um and and i kind of i just found myself reading it and and think and i know it's such an obvious thing to say and i just screaming kind of at the computer screen when i was looking at it just thinking just sell a fucking player just sell a couple of players and and this all goes away and i don't know why um and i've i've, I've really got to kind of make this point that um, going back to the fans forum, uh, which was what over a month ago now, yeah, I think it was about a month ago, um, and um, Chansiri saying there that selling players will not help with FFP. There was no further explanation as to what he meant by saying that, and, and it's not kind of been referred to since. Um, and so, I mean, I, I, I very much doubt that he listens to this podcast, but if anyone at the club listens to this podcast, like this is almost an appeal. Just explain, please explain to us why selling players will not make this go away overnight. Because as as far as I can see, or I, I think probably most fans can see, that if if we've got bids coming in for players of up to ten million pounds, certainly, you know, one player that we can all think of, and I'm sure there are other players that are attracting interest, then in how what's this scenario that that will not help this FFP problem? Because I, surely I that is a much easier way of here. solving this. Go on. So, Mr. Chansiri, okay, so there's three of us here who would completely understand his rationale if he turned around tomorrow and said, right, I'm selling Adam Reach for eight million and I'm selling Barry Bannon for five million. Therefore, financial fair play is done, right? But he also has to face... Probably 20,000 people in a stadium who will not accept that as a reasonable offer. And they will, and, and 
to be fair, like I'm not saying that I like I would. I I don't know where I would be on that. I don't know how gutted I would be either way. Um, but also he has got to make a decision between: Do I risk my money? Do I keep? Do I cash out for thirteen million, or do I stay put for the opportunity to have these two guys as the spine of my team in the Premier League? Is is like is that his option? I know we're getting to the wire and it's, you know, everything's gone to shit, but he's kind of, at the moment, I feel like he's kind of trying to play other cards before he has to go there. And uh, well, I know we've only got till the end of January, really. But well, well, we haven't. Well, we no, we have. We've got till April, haven't we? But no, yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you, it is you, a you really can. risky you, you sort could. of situation. If he turns around and says, right, that's it, Adam Reach, remember our best player in theory? Uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm not saying he's not because I love you, Adam. Um, but is that are people going to then kick off and say, "Oh my God, he's just sold our best player now. There's no chance of getting to the Premier League." And Barry Bannon and you know, Wim Yonk or Pavel Cernchek, whoever. Like people will always kick off, no matter what, if he sells players. If he doesn't, and therefore he asks us to chip in money, which I'm not being funny. I can't afford to do. I don't even know if I can afford a season ticket next year. But then we're going to kick off because he's asking us for money. There's he, ugh, as much as I hate to yeah, okay. well, for him, right. but, it's a rock and hard place, isn't it? But it is and it isn't, right? The thing with um, being, uh, and this is this is not aimed at, at, at Mr. Chancery as such, right? The thing with being a successful football club is knowing when to buy the right players, but also knowing when to sell the right players. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and 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 we, over the last couple of years, a lot of fingers been pointed at uh, whoever's been, you know, making decisions on transfer, saying that we've, you know, sometimes we've brought in the wrong players for the wrong amount of money. We've also failed to sell the right players for the right amount of yeah, money, right? 100%. We could have sold Fernando Forestieri for what, you know, 10 to 12 million um, two years ago. We should have taken it. We, we've had opportunities to sell Kieran Westwood for several million pounds. We should have taken yeah. it. Um, what we've done is not sell players for the right money when we've had the opportunity. And we're staring that situation in the face again right now. Okay. Now, Adam Reach might go on to be better than he currently is. All right. And he's a very good player. Okay. And no doubt about that. But at the moment, his, his value is has been heavily inflated by the fact that he scored some wonder goals in the first half of the season. I don't think any player is going to be able to continue doing that for their entire career. So there's there's a fair kind of theory there to suggest that maybe Adam Reach's value right now is certainly the highest it's going to get while ever he's playing in a team of this quality. If he plays in a better team, he might get better as a footballer. But therefore, but you've just is he you've ever going to be now, better James. than he's been in this half of the season? <laughs> you've just done it because you are. I'm afraid to tell you, my friend, you're a Sheffield Wednesday fan, and you have just said that Adam Reach will not score those type of goals for the rest of his career. Therefore, I'm afraid he will, but not at Sheffield Wednesday. There's an article in, in today's Star um, about the market value, and they've got the, the details from transfermarket.com. Don't know how reliable that is. It's an article in the Star. Uh, it's not, a, not, it's not, not one by Derry, Dan, I would Yeah, um, and it's saying it, it says here that... that um, Reach is worth four million, and uh, Fessy is worth seven million, according to this. So that's eleven. But then you've also got um, 
Armand Abdi worth 1.5 million, which kind of starts to put a bit of a mockery, to be fair, when you re- when you start reading mm. that. Um, yeah, there's some, some sorry, wild inflated fees here, I think. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Josh Onomar, 3 million. Mm, don't say that. Malcolm Matthias, 1.5, etc. Yeah, Hutch was 1.5 as well, wasn't he? And you're like, he's worth that to us, but no, no one's going to sign Hutch for any sort of money because he's injured all the time, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, if that's... For me, the answer to this is 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 Fessy and Reach, and then let's start again. Let's let's go back to the day we we picked up Brunt and um, oh, was it Villa, Glenn, Glenn Whelan? Um, Glenn Whelan, guys like that. That if we're going to have to do, go back to that and picking up some guys that that we're going to have to bring through, you know, um, Premier League rejects, whatever you want to call them. I, I'm happy to go and do that if we've got it. If 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 it plugs this financial fair play, uh, prof, you know. Ines, whatever. And let's do it. It's it's got to be better than the alternative, which is potentially a transfer embargo for like two years, and then you know the, there's no one coming in in that time. You know we we've got zero squad churn, and and actually we've probably got a team of players at the moment that's and and I don't know if Wednesday fans would want to admit it, but it's crying out for squad churn. It's crying out for us to pretty much probably get rid of the nucleus of this squad because it's been unsuccessful for two years now, this squad. Uh, It it was a squad that was put together to get us into Premier League and it hasn't done it. So, you know, do we, do we really lose anything by moving some players on and and bringing in some fresh players? Yes, Vic. Can I ask a question on behalf of myself and about five or six other people that have asked me this question in the last few weeks? And you'll Mm. be the man to know this. So if we get rid of x amount of players and we say right um we have covered financial fair play we're all good to go you know next season we're going to push on can we sign emergency loan players in that case if if say for example we got rid of 10 players and therefore we had no left backs we had no strikers we had no goalkeeper if that was the case could we sign because i don't i don't i don't get this financial fair play thing could we therefore bring in people on emergency bases and the football league let us do that? Or I don't I don't get it. Uh it depends what deal you do with the football league. What what they will what they will do de- depending on uh your circumstances and, and, and what your you know, how kind of how close you are to a breach or whatever, they'll okay. kind of say, right, you, you you're allowed to sign um players but but no more than this amount uh and you're not allowed to pay wages more than x amount so it might be that you can only bring in free agents and you can only spend say two grand a week uh on each one on wages that they'll set kind of a wage cap which for in it. fairness uh, it might be the free agent thing we've been there before 150 grand on on players but the thing is <laughs> it's not it, I mean, it's not it's not that dire a situation if if we sell two or three players then it gives us some some um, yeah, yeah. in in theory it gives us some wiggle room now look you know yeah. it's, as 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 chancery has pointed out a couple of times we we don't know these figures for definite so it's all kind of guesswork um but we've guessed pretty well in the past and you know it would it would look like you know that 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 little bit of squad churn couple of players moving on uh, there's a lot of players out of contract in the in the summer that frees up a huge amount in terms of the wage bill and that gives you yeah. a real opportunity to reshape the squad and um, you're bringing in someone aren't you with Steve, in Steve Bruce who's got a, a, a decent track record at rebuilding squads and not necessarily you know he made a profit to Aston Villa he he got he brought in more in transfer fees than um that than he spent so um you know there's, there's certainly um 
it's not out of the realm of possibility that he can do it with the resources. Um, it's just at the moment we we I, I just think this 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 kind of barking up this tree of trying to get it through fans. Like I, I just can't. I don't know if that's going to work. I can't see that. I just I can't think, see. I think, it we've got the right man. I think we've got the right man in charge to rebuild this however that is you know whether he's he goes bargain basement kind of players or or he just starts using these you know his contacts and, and bringing in some good players but i don't think that's going to kind of come to any fruition until until the summer now i think we kind of we're going through you know the, the rest of the season with what we've got pretty much but unless he brings in a couple of out, out of contract players um but i think we've got the right man to to kind of for the job Right. Okay. Um, I'm I'm sure we'll probably talk more about Club 1867 over the next few weeks as kind of it all unravels and we probably start to understand it a bit better than we uh, than we do at the moment. So we will no doubt come back to that. Uh, for now, let's move on to. Well, I mean, I think secretly this is the bit we've all been waiting for to talk about it. So Chelsea on Sunday. First up, it is um, a sellout in the away end. So. Just under 6,000 Wednesday fans uh, are going to be there. I'm going to be one of them. Uh, Rich, you're going to be one of them as well. I'll be there with with the recent rally too. Yes, we're, the three of us are going, yeah. He's going to say, right, um, for a, a Sunday night, 6 o'clock kickoff, which is just fucking weird. Yeah. 6 o'clock Sunday night. No one's ever said, oh, I, I wish there was a game on Sunday night at 6 o'clock. No one's ever, ever said that. But, I do. Um, yeah, so 6 o'clock Sunday I'm night. Um <laughs> <laughs> um, so do I, but I don't wish there was football games on Sunday night at six o'clock. Not at, not not in any world. That's for cheesy films. That Sunday evening, it's not football. <laughs> um, but I mean, come on, Rich. Like, I mean, six thousand Wednesday fans. What? It's just amazing that we've sort of thirty quid a pop as well. They're not like reduced price tickets either. Um, it's it's you know, I mean, a full price affair. This. This is, I mean, it's going to be absolutely fantastic for, you know, just to, whether we get whooped, whether we, you know, as long as we, you know, we go down there and I think the fans will make it, uh, whatever happens, the fans will make that day. Um, and for me, it's like, I mean, it's extra special to be able to take the kids with me because I've been to Chelsea before, I've been there, done it. Um, but the kids haven't seen Wednesday play against Chelsea and, and, and Arsenal and, and Man City, which they've seen the last kind of uh, two or three seasons, um, even though we lost 7-0 on one of them. But, um, you know, it, it, it's, it, it'll be a fantastic atmosphere, absolutely no doubt of that. Uh, and I think it's we're all going down there with no expectations whatsoever to come back with going to the fifth round. So if we do, that's a bonus. All right, Vic, a couple of bits of early team news. One you alluded to earlier, which is Mm. the possibility of Fernando Forestieri being involved. On the flip side, we know definitely know Michael Hector because Chelsea, obviously, his parent club. um, And they they can if they want give him permission to play, but unsurprisingly, um, they've, um, they've decided not to do that. So any thoughts on those two? Uh, Happy with Fessy. Um, I think sometimes we... I think because of the league that we play in, it's it's a very strange league, the championship, isn't it? It's a very, very odd league in that you've got a mixture of Premier League players, ex-Premier League players and uh, League One players trying to make the name and whatever else. And so I think Forestieri sometimes has been booked unfairly. He's been booked very fairly, whereas actually had it have been Harry Winks or whoever, he probably wouldn't have been. Um, and I think, I, th- I think he'll. I think he might well perform against Chelsea. To be honest, um, 
uh, with the rest of them, it's it's no great surprise. If you put out the youth squad, I wouldn't be shocked to be honest. Um, but I'll I'll be happy with whatever. I, I think you know we're, we've got Chelsea in the fourth round. I think it's great, and I'll be sat at home, very very warm, while you two are in London. <laughs> That's a fair point. It is going to be pretty cold. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously you alluded there to possibly some of the younger players coming in or something like that. Rich, what's your thought on this? Do you reckon, do you reckon that we will go full strength? I, I think, um, I think, I think, yeah, I think we'll go full, full strength, to be honest. I think you look at, you know, like Hector's not there, but um, is he going to play Thornley? I think Padil might even be a shout for bringing in, if he's, if he's fit, is he fit? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think I think we you've got to kind of put a full strength side out. I, I'm not sure what kind of side they'll put out. You know, um, stronger the better for me. Just you know, just for the again for the kids to be able to see those kind of players playing against us. But um, yeah, I think we should go for it. We should put some put a, a, a strong side out and uh, and have a go. Now I I kind of think back to um, it's probably about was it four or five maybe longer than that years ago now. Um, you mentioned it earlier, Rich, about the uh, the Man City away game. And I remember beforehand thinking, I've got a feeling that we could win this game. And I remember it being nil-nil at half time, And we, we texted my friend who was watching it on TV, entirely legally, obviously, um, and um, saying, well, I mean, I, I'm probably a bit biased, but I think we've matched them man for man in the first half. I can see us going on and winning this game. Uh, and then the second half didn't really, go, didn't really go according to plan, and we lost 7-0. Oh, you're so, talking about the, um, the first game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so um, I, I, I'm kind of I don't want to sort of make any sort of predictions, but that they've got a bit of a wobble thing going on at the moment. Have um, have have Chelsea? They've got a few fans who are not really happy with um, the way some things are kind of going at the moment. Um, I mean, we've oh. we've got a chance, haven't we, Vic? Yeah, I reckon so. So Man City away was exactly four years ago because uh, I just got my pup. Uh, so it was four years ago in September, oh. I think it was. Rosie was a little bear and I just brought her home. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I, You know, we've always got a shot, haven't we? It's either a case of they're going to put out their youth team, they're going to put out their like fucking over 80s team. Like, who knows? And we might well put out ours. But I, I'm quite excited to watch it on the telly with a cup of tea. I'd be much more worried if we're going to somewhere like Liverpool or or, or um, Man City or a Man U at the minute. I'll be honest. But I, I can't. There is something not, else. You've mentioned Spurs far too much. That's once in one show. <laughs> You haven't. You've you mentioned Harry Harry Winks at oh, one yeah, point, and you were rattling on about. I've mentioned Harry Winks yeah. a few times. I'm quite happy. <laughs> okay, so uh, plenty of positivity um, around these parts, which is good. Should be a cracking um, day out. Um, good luck to everyone getting home afterwards. I know we've got you know, people that are kind of yeah exchanging lifts um, and all kinds of things that have been going on on. Twitter, some people go in last train back to Sheffield, which will be a right sprint across London. Good luck with that. Um, some people go in last train back to Doncaster and um, 
yeah, I mean, um, the very best of luck to um, to everyone. Hope everyone gets home all right, and um, hopefully we're all on our way home with um, with something to celebrate, which would be um, which would be absolutely brilliant. Um, so uh, yeah, that's going to bring us to a close for um, tonight. And um, yeah, Vic, give us your goodbyes. <laughs> goodbyes. Yeah. Um, goodbye. Um, you can catch me on Twitter at Victoria1867. I'm really dull at the moment. This last month I've been so boring because at no point have I had any thoughts that have involved fine. Um, which last month? Which last month was that? Well, the last month that I've not had a drink. It's been awful. It's been awful. Honestly, awful. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Charity or whatever. And James gets mad at you. It's, it's honestly, it's just not worth the hassle. Um, but if not, I'm not going to Chelsea away, but I am going to Ipswich away. So if I'm not on next week, you can find me in Ipswich. Did I say much cool. Twitter? At uh, Victoria1867. <laughs> ah, very good. Um, and uh, Rich? Yeah, you can find me at Dickie Hall on Twitter. Um, I don't post much these days, um, very often, um, for for obvious reasons because it's like a busman's holiday. Um, but I, I, I'll I will attempt to put some uh, some bits out on uh, on Saturday on the, the trip. I'm going down on a Wednesday night, coach. Um, so that'll be, that'll be uh, that'll be good to kind of catch up with those guys. And uh, I think about set, there's at least seven Wednesday night coaches going. So it's, uh, it's a bit of a, an onslaught from them guys. Wow. I know they've been struggling to find. Other coaches and stewards, etc. I'm um, so jealous of you all. Please FaceTime me, all of you. Well, we'll see. Uh, we will. Uh, there'll be. Uh, there's going to be plenty going on on social media, isn't there? You can you can just follow yeah, it all absolutely. throughout the afternoon. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully see um, see some of you knocking around in some pubs on Sunday. Uh, you can get me on Twitter at James Marriott. Uh, yeah, fingers crossed then for Sunday, and uh, we'll speak to you next week. The Wednesday week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe. They do bloody good beer and food in there, you know. No, really, they do. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.